buying behavior has changed. Prospects don't click on links and emails anymore, and they don't watch the videos you spend hours creating every week. Instead, send personalized gifts and memes using Vidyu. You can quickly create engaging, personalized content that immediately grabs your prospect's attention, helps you stand out in the inbox, and does it all without forcing them to click anything or go anywhere. Head over to vidyou.io slash salescast to sign up for free and spend less time getting your messages across and more time selling. Welcome to The Sales Hustle, the only no BS podcast where we bring you the real, raw, uncut experiences from sales change makers across various industries. The only place where you can get what you're looking for to up your sales game. Today's episode is brought to you by SalesCast. SalesCast helps sales professionals transform the relationship building process and win their dream clients. I'm your host, Colin Mitchell. What is happening, sales hustlers? Welcome to another episode. Super pumped to get Eric Jones on today. Uh, Eric Jones was a beach bum California startup tech sales leader who has ridden his motorcycle solo through Vietnam and Australia. Went from his PJs in his studio to being featured in Forbes. We've got some topics that I love talking about using video uh, and podcasting to drive sales. And we'll see where else it goes. Eric, thanks for coming on the show today. Hey, thanks for having the productivity of 14 men and doing what you do and getting generating meetings and 500 plus ups a day. That's exciting. And it makes me feel like I should be doing more in this world. But great to be here. Uh, uh, thank you for the for the time and giving me an opportunity to uh, tell a bit of my story. Yeah, awesome. I appreciate it. I know we're going to have fun. We're both pretty fired up. So uh, just give us the short version of your of your sales story so that we can then get into the tactical stuff. Well, 17 years doing uh, mostly pre-IPO, you know, cliche terms, transformational, disruptive tech sales, uh, except for I did some time at Salesforce. Um, and one day I woke up and I realized I, I didn't want sales representative on my tombstone. Um, I wanted, uh, you know, more meaning, more impact. So I created a, uh, a podcast called Sales Intersection, which is the intersection of money and meaning. Um, my guests and I discuss how they drive meaning, fulfillment, impact from, from their job. And increasingly, it's, it's becoming a bigger theme. Um, aside from that, I have a company called Sales is Evolving, where I consult with individuals, groups, and companies um, uh, around the ever-evolving state of sales, specifically right now, mostly focusing on how to use video and podcasting for their sales and marketing efforts. Wow. All right. So you didn't. So it seems it seems like you wanted a uh, little more. Little, uh, wanted to do some some work that you were a little more passionate about. That uh, that you know was a little bit more fulfilling. I wanted my own thing. I also asked, isn't it yeah. ironic that sales attracts some of the the most colorful characters out there? 
but were measured with <laughs> the most binary uh, model ever, which is quota. So you can go home feeling like you're just completely inadequate and a piece of shit. And, or if you exceed quota, you could be the biggest douchebag in the world and you feel like you're king of the world. So what I do is wow. a lot of times for some clients is I assess their color, identify their color and help them leverage that to overperform, outperform given the, uh, the black and white limited model that we call the quota. Wow. Okay. Uh, I love that. Uh, sounds like you've been pretty successful in a short amount of time. What do you think has contributed to that? Um, I think that I, I, I'm very good at working with, um, different personalities. You know, if, if, if someone called 15 different, uh, consultants, I, I have a pretty good chance of being the one chosen. Um, if they're, uh, just, you know, uh, the, the opposite of me, introvert and a little socially awkward and maybe shy. And, and it's like pulling teeth to get to get the real um, challenges out of them. Um, I love coming in with a blank canvas for each each uh, client and painting it differently and uh, making sure I paint a picture that resonates. So I think that that's what's got me um a lot of, uh, you know, give me some legs on this, on this venture. Yeah. That's interesting. Um, what you said there, because I just had, um, uh, Dallas Wilson on this show and he, uh, does the sales research report. And one of the, one of the big things that came out of that report was people want, you know, salespeople to be more customized, you know, and you said you in coming with a blank canvas like that, where you know, hey, here's not this is the offer, and you got to check these boxes, and, and and you know, people don't want to be treated that way anymore. And so that approach of coming with a blank canvas and, and and meeting them where they're at, and and you know, kind of customizing what you do for them is really what people are looking for. Yeah, uh, and so a lot of a lot of companies have um, a multitude of KPIs, so they know what's luck and what's not. You know, let's just admit it. Uh, luck is a, is a big part of sales, and um, it doesn't necessarily mean that that's the best salesperson you have on your uh, on your payroll. Uh, so if you look at the KPIs. You can, and hopefully have a little bit of a resume to show that you historically have been successful. The KPIs kind of show the whole story. So in a sense, um, these KPIs that are evolving, not necessarily the archaic ones, kind of show the whole story and, and also contribute to, um, uh, you know, sh sharing the color that comes with the, the, the sales personalities. Yeah, yeah. And so you one of the things that you work with folks a lot on is using video and podcasting and, and, and things like that to, to drive sales. Tell me a little bit more about that. Um, so uh, stick out, right? I mean, what do you have? 130 emails right now in your inbox and how, no, I'm, I'm inbox zero, man. Inbox. Zero. Oh, wow. <laughs> you, you got, yeah, you must have a therapist that, that like teaches you how to deal with OCD. Um, but that's, I got, I got to, I got to work on that. Um, but you know, you, you know how many emails you get that are just fly, right away. You could tell if it's, if it's, if it's a marketing email or spam yeah. or a tiny bit of customization, go cats, you know, and maybe you didn't yeah. go, yeah. go to a college with cats as a, as a, you know, mascot. Um, 
Whereas, you know, hey, Colin, saw your last podcast with Eric Jones, really liked it, tying the value prop, but you'll probably respond to that, right? So video sticks out. I wouldn't recommend doing it maybe on the first touch, a little bit of a relationship there, you know, show some more color, um, you know, a, a picture, a video to, to the voice. Um, I think it also leads to a lot of accountability. They're more likely to respond. Um, more like it, it, more, it, you know, more emotional investment um, on the on the podcasting side. Um, you know, a lot of people eight eight to twelve month sales cycles. You have a competitive product. They say, hey, this is one of the top three. They also make a decision: Do I want to hang out with Eric Jones for eight to twelve months? Right, and so they might look mm -hmm. on LinkedIn. If I'm one of those guys that only posts on LinkedIn about my company's upcoming happy hour or a conference and what booth I'm going to be at. Um, that's not very insightful. They're not going to be challenging me. They're not going to be uncovering, um, you know, uh, business challenges that, that their solution can also overcome over the obvious ones. You, you got to post these dates. You got to be a thought leader. You got to like, it, it's part of the game, you know, because they're buying the product and they're buying from people and they're buying from you. So, you know, progressively more, it's important. You don't necessarily have to do a podcast, but, in my, you know, I'm getting a lot, a lot of interest in, in podcast courses and, and, and run them through it. Everything from logistics, uh, you know, what, what kind of technology to use to like how to, how to feel comfortable on screen. You know, um, I know it's nothing you have a problem with, but like, you know, a lot of people they they, it's awkward, you know, and you, you got to teach them some etiquette. Yeah. Well, the thing is, is actually the, the video doesn't have to be perfect. It's mm -hmm. actually better if it's not perfect. Mm -hmm. You know, it's kind of like even like, okay, so let's go back to email for a second, right? So let's say you are, you know, yeah, you can tell right away this is, you know, marketing email, spam email. It's, you know, four paragraphs long. It has a bunch of crap that I don't care about. It's not relevant to me. I don't even buy these types of things. <laughs> like those get deleted right away. Right. And then, so then, <clears throat> um, you know, somebody who maybe did a little bit of work, like, Hey, I saw you on this podcast, enjoyed, you know, learning about this particular thing. You know, I have some ideas I'd like to run by you or, you know, would you be open? Are you opposed to a call? Something like that. That's going to perform a little bit better. Um, but throw video into the mix. And I, for email alone, um, I like to throw video in on the second touch, kind of just saying what was in the first email, assuming that they probably didn't read it. Right. Um, I'm also a big fan of throwing in video in the second touch on LinkedIn as well. Um, keeping it 30 seconds or less. Um, and so a lot of people, they have a hard time just getting started with video or they do it and they don't quite do it right. And then they too early on assume like this doesn't work. Yeah. So absolutely. let's back up for a second, right? If you're doing video with a big value proposition sales pitch, just like your messaging, then yeah, video is not going to work. Well, first of all, um, that, that was the whole idea behind one of the ideas behind the podcast, I got thousands of followers. It's the epitome of great social selling. Uh, they've been listening for over uh, a year and, and, and a quarter. And I've never asked them to do once to, to do anything once, never asked them to, uh, to buy anything. And so I can, I can now ask them via video or whatever to maybe, you know, have a meeting. So, um, mm -hmm. I would say with, with a big sell like that, a comprehensive sell offering, uh, solution. Um, 
have the relationship first. Definitely don't uh, contact Colin Mitchell and be like, hey, see that you do a cool podcast. I tuned into a couple. Wow, fantastic. Two exclamation marks. Um, hey, do you have time for a 15 minute demo? It's not going to work, you know, but maybe if they yeah. follow you, um, give you some really insightful comments, right? On your post. And you're like, who is this guy? It's like pretty fucking cool. And then after two months, maybe they ask, maybe there's a chance. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So the more, com- the more and, comprehensive. And, and, yeah. Yeah. And it doesn't even have to necessarily be totally tied into like what you do right away. Yeah. You yeah. know, even if it's just like, hey, you picked up something and you have some value to add to that particular topic. I was just on a podcast, um, the sales game chamber podcast with, with, with Fred diamond and, and, uh, you know, maybe something I said there, like, you know, a particular thing, pick that up and give me some tips about it or add some value some way. That's a great way. Um, one of the questions he asked me was, you know, how can sellers use podcasting? And, and, and there's really two parts to that. Exactly what we're talking about right now. Like if you're, you know, going after, you know, Fortune 500 companies or whatever, um, you know, whoever your, your, your target prospect is, go find out some podcasts that they've been on. That's like such a great resource oh, yeah. to be able to tie something in or to send a personalized gift through like Sendoso or you can get super creative to catch their attention because you don't want to be like one of those messages that don't get read, that get flagged as spam, that get deleted, that get ignored. Don't, don't give away the podcast secret too much, man. That's my secret sauce. I know it's uh, like the, uh, it's the, the, you know, the, the, the hardcore phone warriors, uh, want everybody to still believe that, you know, that the cold calling is dead because if everybody oh, yeah. wakes up and realizes it isn't, totally. then, uh, it's going to stop working as well. <laughs> And, and don't don't uh, quote um, something they said in the first two minutes. Wait till minute thirty eight in the podcast. So they're like, this guy actually listened to the whole podcast. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. So no, I understand what you're saying, uh, and I mean, it seems like you have this down. I mean, social selling and what I, I do have a question for you. Do you even write like a brief full script before you send out the videos or no? No. So for me. So for me, it's, I mean, okay, so whatever you do, and it's different for everybody, you got to find a way, how can I add value to people? How yeah. do, what do I have that they care about that I can give away for free? That they're going to actually cr- give a crap about, not some crappy blog article from, you know, 2015, not some, you know, report that they don't give two shits about. Like, what do you really have that they value? And yeah. so for me, you know, a lot of times it's like people enjoy going on podcasts. They do. And I've got a huge network of podcasters. We manage a bunch of shows. I go on shows all the time. My co-founder goes on shows. Like we have a huge network of people and I can make a lot of introductions there. And so what's interesting is when you actually just focus on the person and how you can add value, they really start getting curious about what you do and how you can help them. And even though that's not your intention, it goes there a lot way more often than you would think. Totally. And by the way, I got to get you on my podcast sometime in August if you have time. Yeah, no, uh, let's uh, let's make it happen for sure. So, so for me, like a lot of times, I'm just saying, hey, you know, uh, looks like you'd be, you know, great fit for some of the shows, and would love to connect and learn a little bit more about you, and 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 that's it. And I try to keep it thirty seconds or less. But here's the key: 
and my secret's going to be out there now for anybody who's listening, but <laughs> that's okay. It doesn't need to be a secret, right? There's no, um, if you genuinely are trying to add value to people, you're generally trying to drive more relationships and it ends up in a sales conversation. Great. You know? And so what, what matters here is you got to be really targeted about the people. Like don't just reach out to anybody, like, be very diligent about building your list before you reach out. These yeah. are people that I know are likely to be interested in what I do. Yeah. And I'm going to reach out. I'm going to add value with no intention on selling, but you'd be surprised. I would say probably f at least 40 to 50% of the time, it immediately goes to a sales conversation without me even trying to. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't, I'm not as, algorithmically consistent as you and and i thought you'd like this quote um if you can't tolerate the boredom of consistency forget success and um that kind of speaks to you and your you know what what you're you doing. are though you are though because before we hit record you told me how specific you are about oh, searching people out I that am. likely need your help and you reach out and add value to them so you do the same thing that i do but relevant to what you do Very, yeah. and you target people that you know can help you. And that's Very what you got to figure it out. Um, I, yeah, wanted, I, I don't I've know what that seven, is. I've wanted 17 yeah. guests on my show and I've gotten 17. My next one's going to be Josh Braun. Um, and, uh, you know, once I got did he, Joe did he already agree to come on? Yeah. September. Oh, okay. Good. Um, yeah. He's come, he's come on sales hustle. He's, he's fantastic. Yeah, great dude, and a lot of insights. I mean, I'll be on, I'll be on like a weekend trip, and I'll see something on my phone that I'm just like, that's gold. I'll take a picture of it because I need to. Get, I'll go back and like read it, you know. Yeah. Um, but you know, my website looked like a six year old made it. My editing sucked, but I always had fantastic guests, fantastic content, and that's what people remember. You know, I mean, yeah, that's no, what it's, it's it's even deeper than that. It's even deeper than that because, like. Does your content need to be super fancy and awesome? No. Does it help? A little bit. What matters is the experience that you give people. Exactly. Yeah. It, it's it's kind of how you say it more than what you say and, and the vibe, you know. Um, I have a little bit of an algorithm I go through and I, I like to introduce my guests with like a name they've never heard of. Like I call Dale Dupree, the William Wallace of sales. Um, and, you know... Jill Conrath, that Millie Earhart of sales. Um, and, and so, you know, kind of butter them up, accolades, accolades this, accolades that. Um, give me an about me that's not online. And, um, and then maybe middle, middle of the podcast, hit them with a, a question that where they're kind of like, how dare this amateur podcaster ask me this question? But then I back <laughs> up and, and then end on a good note. That's kind of my formula right now, yeah. but it's evolving. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 you know, if, if you bring people on and they have fun and you ask good questions, you know, you connect on a level that, uh, this hard to, it's hard to do in, you know, hopping on a 15 minute oh, Zoom yeah. call. <laughs> yeah. And, and I like to ask questions that have never been asked to them. If you search internet wide you know, appropriate questions, you know, so we get some bonding going on, you know, my, my favorite episode so far is with Del Dupree. I mean, he just 
first three minutes, he's talking about, you know, attempted suicide, drugs, and his and 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 uh, touring in a rock and roll band worldwide, and I mean, just crazy stories, man. And he he just doesn't give a shit about what he writes about. Yeah. But you know, all this talk about personal brand and like building your like he's just one person, you know. But and people no- are so hungry for that. People yeah. want if you're in sales whatever it is you've been holding back or like not sharing, like that's how people want to connect with you. That's isn't that, isn't that, that refreshing stuff. that you don't have to wear yeah. five different masks at your job. You can just be yourself. That's what yeah. people are asking. That's yeah. what people are asking for. They, just, they want to know Colin Mitchell and you don't have to be Colin Mitchell one on Twitter, one on LinkedIn, one on Instagram. You don't have to have a gym personality, uh, an email personality, you know, a, a family life personality, like, all in one and and like it doesn't have to be as complicated as everyone thinks just be yourself yeah and 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 they want to see that in all forms of communication right so if they check you out on your different socials there could there needs to be some consistency there needs to be some congruence there in who you are who you represent you know so uh and, and and not just in your social media profiles but like you mentioned eric like in the conversations over Zoom, in the LinkedIn DMs, in the text messages, in the emails. Don't take some crappy boilerplate template that you're supposed to send when you follow up over after demo. Like just be yourself and make sure that you know who you are in all those forms of communication. They should feel like they're talking to the same person. Yeah, stick out. You have one hour conversation with someone and then you send this super formal uh, email. Hey, John, really great connecting with you today. Um, um, glad we explored A, B, and C. And they're like, who the hell is this? We were just talking about like our wives and like, our, you know, dogs and our dogs and like bring that, that stuff into the email. You know what I mean? You know? Like, why not? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, I'm curious, you know, when you, when you say video, we talked a lot about video and prospecting and stuff like that, but what about video like later in the sales process? Video later in the process. So I, so I, I, a comprehensive view, I work with clients uh, with video at every step of the process of, of, of marketing themselves for a job hunt, um, yeah. for prospecting, usually on a second touch, um, for, you know, post discovery to go over. This is what we, uh, a soft sell. This is what you said. If we can do this, this, and this, then it would be worth a demo. Um, mm-hmm. and it was confirmed that we did this, this, and this looking forward to the demo. These would be the, um, the resources that we would probably need included. Um, you know, it becomes more structured, but the video becomes a theme and you set, you set that precedent early on. Yeah. 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 Exactly. I mean, and, uh, because, and especially if you got to like, if, if, you know, if you're selling something pretty complex and there's a lot of stuff to cover or there's, you know, just tons of information that comes in the initial call or your discovery call or whatever, um, they'd much rather watch a two minute video than read, you know, four paragraphs yeah. of, of your email. <laughs> and, and call it your, you call can it even, the shit. Call it, like if they have reservations, call that out. Be like, well, this guy yeah. 
this guy doesn't like he's calling out what I didn't like, you know, kind of like Eminem and, you know, the, the last freestyle he did in, in eight mile, like he calls out all his weaknesses and it totally works. Like I use that formula for my video. Yeah. I'm yeah, no, yeah. I'm, I'm no, can- nothing like Eminem or eight mile. I'll just say, so you know, but, um, I think it's a great formula. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, cause you got to call it out so that they know that you actually paid attention, <laughs> right? Yeah. Because that's one of the biggest things of delivering a good experience is people want to feel like they were heard. Right. And so if you skip over important stuff or, or you don't call it out or you don't mention it, you're, you're, you're missing the, the, the mark there. Yeah. Again, they want to, they want your product, but they want to know if they want to hang out with Eric Jones and they want a trustworthy, you know, companion consultant. So, um, I, I have no problem making it. It's scheduled for 45 minutes and saying, Hey, this could be a five minute conversation or this could be a, a an hour conversation. So let's just get out of the, the prohibitive factors first. If this doesn't resonate, mm-hmm. let's just hang up. You can walk away. Um, and yeah. people like that, you know, people are, people like when salespeople challenge you and they say things that are like salespeople aren't supposed to say that, you know? Oh yeah. And, and that's how I go. About it shows my, a level of, yeah, yeah, it shows a level of confidence. Yeah. And if you People, have enough, if you have I, enough it, opportunities, then you don't care. If they hang up, then you have right. 100 other opportunities. So you really don't care. Yeah. I'd rather no. than I'd rather them hang up than pretend like they care and waste time, waste my time. Oh, yeah, it's exhausting. And then it's exhausting. Bull, and bullshit and your boss about as a seller. Pipeline. Yeah, the the best way to be confident as a seller is have not necessarily, I don't even want to say a big pipeline. Yeah, everybody wants a big pipeline, but have a healthy healthy pipeline. pipeline. Yeah. I mean, a pipeline I, that you're confident in, that you know, you know, you can help them, they value you helping them. Yeah. You know, you've covered all the things that you need to to move forward. Not, you know, a pipeline that's big because, you know, somebody checked one out of the, you know, yeah. 10 boxes. You know, one of my best uh, ma- managerial experiences is I've had, I've had times on, in our one-on-one where he's like, what do you got coming in this month? And I'm like, goose egg. I, I have absolutely nothing. But he knows that when I do talk about a deal, it's real. And when I do say goose egg, he's like, really? You got like, a- like absolutely nothing. I'm like, absolutely nothing. And he, wow. he, he respects the honesty, you know, because, you know, over the year, I'll, I'll bust my ass and I've, I've exceeded quota 13 out of 16 years, you know, but I'm not going to lie, you know, I mean, what's worse, having four one-on-ones for four weeks and then, and then under, underperforming and overpromising. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because the truth's going to come out at some point. <laughs> Oh, yes, it will. Yes, right? it will. You might as well get in front of it. Yes, it will. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, and and I want to go back to something you said. Right? Is 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 people like dealing with people, salespeople that are gonna, you know, be real with them. Um, that are gonna tell, like you you mentioned, you know, say things that they're maybe not supposed to, right? Like, and my favorite is the best way to build rapport is to challenge them. Or push back a little bit. Yeah. Make them think of something they haven't considered. Maybe even tell them in the right way they're wrong. 
Yeah. I, you know, I, I, and, and, and I, what I like, my goal is usually uh, address the business challenges that they come out of the gate with, but also say, hey, um, usually this, you know, we've, we've, we've talk, been talking enough. Um, I feel like I have a, a good feeling for your business. Here are some ideas where I feel like we can also help. Um, you tell me if this is if this is stretching it. I don't, and I don't want this to come across as overselling, but I, there's precedence for this. I can give some case study, but I, you know, I, I want this to one displace your legacy system and, and save you, you know, three x, and and two, um, your sales stack doesn't have to be eight, you know, eight pieces deep. You know, we we cut it down to four. Um, I'm just going to say it once. If you want to have the conversation, great. If not, that's fine too. But, um, I put a lot of time and effort into this. I got a document, spreadsheet, whatever that justifies the ROI. And, um, and they, they like to be challenged if you put, but it's a caveat. You, you got to put in the work. You got to show that you actually believe it, that you're not just showing up to sell, to upsell. Yeah. You got to have a reason for it. Right. And, and be able to tie it in why you're, why you're bringing it up or why you're suggesting it. Right. Exactly. And I love how you framed it as well, because you sort of prefaced it, right? Like, Hey, I might be, you know, I don't know if this is, you know, how this sounds to you, or this might be a, this might be a bit of a stretch, right. Or even, Hey, I might be, you know, I might be way off here, but you know, so if you kind of preface it with that, then it's a little bit of a lighter blow of challenging them. Um, and if you are wrong or they're not, no, you read that wrong. Um, then you don't come off as kind of an arrogant, you know, over salesy, pushy person. <laughs> yeah. And, and it, it, it depends on, you know, what, what you're selling, right? I mean, if you're, you're selling a comprehensive solution that it's just like, let's say eight, I was selling ABM account-based marketing, and there's like 38 things you can do with account-based marketing. And we are selling all 38 of them. Um, it's hard to come out of the gate. First of all, explaining who we are, what we do, all 38 things. You got to, wait a couple months before you can actually kind of like start talking about, you know, some other things we can address. So it's, it's timing. It's, it's a delicate dance. You know, you can't put it all out there in the yeah. face. Call one. Yeah. Eric, this was too much fun. Uh, really enjoyed having you on today. Any final thoughts, anything that you were going to share in the show notes, any links we're going to drop in the show notes for the sales hustlers, uh, give them all the goods. Um, you know, I would just say that this is my line, man. Uh, don't you think it's ironic that sales draws the most colorful characters out there, uh, but are measured in the most binary model ever quota. And my, what I do a lot of is assess, identify a person's color and leverage that to, uh, to outperform and to get to president's club and, and, and also specifically right now, use video podcasting to um, further sales and marketing efforts. So you can find me at salesintersection.com. Just Google sales uh, intersection on Google. I own the whole front page. Um, and it was a pleasure being on your, on, on your show, Colin. Awesome. Thanks again, Eric. If you enjoyed today's episode, write us a review, share the show with your friends. And as always, we are listening for your feedback. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Sales Hustle. Are you a sales professional looking to take your sales career to the next level? If the answer is yes, then I want you to go over to salescast.co. 
Check us out. And if you feel that you are ready, set up a time to talk with me and my co-founder, Chris. I'm your host, Colin Mitchell. And if you enjoyed this episode, feel free to leave us a review and share the podcast with your friends.